Welcome to the Power 5 Podcast. I'm Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy. Every day I share my knowledge and network to answer your questions about business, networking, sales, marketing, life, and more in five minutes or less. Today's question is, what is the key to a profitable solo business? And the answer is quite simply, you figure out what you're great at, and then you figure out who can pay for it, and then you do it and you get them to pay for it. It's simple as that. So let's talk about first what you're great at. Now, what you're great at is the intersection of what you love doing and what you're really good at doing. Now, you might be really good at doing some things that you hate. That's not something you want to build a business around because you hate doing it. And that means that it's going to be tough to work long hours. It's going to be tough to really push it because you just don't like it. You'd be like, oh, I got to work. You don't want to lock yourself into that. That's buying yourself a job. But you also need to be good at it. It needs to be something you can deliver results or make a difference or make a change or whatever it is. So that overlap of things you love doing and things you're really good at doing, that's the thing. Now, you now want to figure out who can pay for it, who's willing to pay for it, and get them to do it. So now this depends on what it is. Now, maybe the thing you're really good at is web design. Okay, well, that's, that's kind of obvious. Uh, businesses need websites, so... Find the ones that you're particularly niched into and get them to it. What if your zone of genius, what if the overlap of the things you're good at and the things you love doing is something more esoteric? What if you are a genius at portrait painting or a genius at crocheting or an absolute wizard at planning, I don't know, cruises in South America? Well, there's still someone who's willing to pay for what you do. You see, there are people called rich people. They have a lot of money. And for those people, the cutoff of stuff they're willing to spend money on is much, much higher. Now, for ordinary folks, for regular middle-class folks, maybe 20 bucks. I'll toss 20 bucks at at anything, whatever. My friend wrote a book. Sure, yeah, 20 bucks. Here you go. I'll give you a book. Uh, 50 bucks is kind of a threshold where for something like, oh, yeah, they better have some value, but I'm I'm willing to do that. And $100 is kind of a stretch. Like, woo, 100, that better be... That better be a really meaningful thing. Well, for some people, that I'll toss a few bucks at you could be a hundred bucks. You know, if they're making five hundred thousand dollars a year, then oh, you you wrote a book and it costs a hundred dollars. Sure, yeah, I'll buy one. Let's let's give that a shot. Um, and then so their their figures are higher. Uh, I have speculated. I haven't had the chance to work through this yet, but I I theorize that if you were a really good artist that you could approach someone who was rich, millionaire, and you could say, I would like to be your artist in residence. I'd like you to be my patron so that I can produce this art that's a style that you really like, and you're going to pay my bills, I'm going to produce amazing art, and we're both going to win because it doesn't cost you that much. So at my income level, if there was someone who said, you know, Michael, if you could give me $200 a month, and I'd be able to do this amazing thing for the world, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, let's hook it up. Let's do that. I want to help you do an amazing thing. So you just need to find the person for whom that threshold is higher, and they could do $2,000, $3,000, $4,000 to do that. So so that's one way to do it with something that has no perceived business value but is still good for the world. But most things you do have a value for the person who's going to be paying for it. Right, You offer some kind of benefit. My main business is making introductions. I network for people. 
I love networking. I love getting out and meeting people, making those connections, building those relationships, getting to know people. My clients want the benefit of doing that without having to put the time into doing it. So they pay me to put the time in and they are successful enough and an introduction is valuable enough that it makes sense for them to pay what I charge, which is a not a substantial amount, so that I can run a good business and make a good living. They can get the connections they need and make 10 times as much as they're paying me off the introductions I make and everybody wins. So it's always important for a lot of people to look up market. You know, it's easier to convince 10 people to give you $1,000 than to convince 1,000 people to give you $10. So think about who in the up market might need what you have and then it's just a matter of networking and figuring out how to reach them. This has been the Power 5 Podcast. To submit your questions, email me at michael at guywhoknowsaguy.com. Get your copy of the Power 5 Networking Tips at guywhoknowsaguy.com slash power5. It takes a village to raise an entrepreneur. You need a coach, you need marketing support, you need help creating programs. Who can you trust? Who will really deliver? Who can give you advice? I ran into this when I started my business, and you probably have too. This is why I created the Entrepreneur Mentor Community. As a professional connector, I know many professionals with integrity. People that I trust with my kids. More importantly, people that I trust with my community. They are the mentors in the Entrepreneur Mentor Community. As a member of the community, you have access to these mentors, a weekly Ask Me Anything solution session with me, a library of powerful content, and more, all for only $47 a month. To apply for membership, visit guywhoknowsaguy.com slash E-M-C. That's guywhoknowsaguy.com slash E-M-C. I'll see you in the community.